0: You're listening to Operation Insomnia, episode one, Desert Rain. Review of file 1460 from the Virgo Supercluster, Local Group, in regards to the disappearance of one intern. Recording taken from various electronic sources recovered from a third planet. Review begins. If you're listening to this recording, it means you've woken up and likely don't remember details about who you are, Shut where up. you are, or- Okay. We're fine. Everything's fine. I just... What is this? It looks like a little CD player. I definitely broke the antenna when I hit it. I would say it didn't deserve it, but for the record, when you wake up and can't remember anything. The last thing you want is creepy voices coming out of nowhere. Jeez. (sighs) Okay, let's take a second to evaluate. I'm in a living room. It feels familiar. There's green couches and a coffee table and a little black box on this table. I think it's a voice recorder. There's one upstairs, too. The light on this is flashing, but I definitely don't remember turning it on there is a front door. I don't know what's out there, but if it doesn't open, we are going to have a few problems. Okay, I'm not locked in, so that's great. It's desert out here. It's hot. But a real world is out there, so at least that's a relief. And I'm not locked in, which is good. I don't think I'll go out just yet, though. Not now. Oh! what? Oh, gosh. It's just a reflection. My reflection, I assume. It's moving when I move, which means it likely is me, unless something has gone very, very wrong, which would not surprise me. This thing is... It's not a mirror, though. It's just a wall, covered in hundreds of CD discs. The face it's reflecting My face looks tired. Gosh, do I ever sleep? And who am I? At the very least, I should have a a name or something. I mean, I'm missing a name and everything else. I can't remember anything before this morning. I hardly recognize this face in the reflection. I think I have the right body on. It feels right, but like someone's come in and redecorated while I was... gone. Where did I go? You you aren't supposed to leave your own body. Am, is this me? What is me? I woke up in that little room upstairs and came down here, but before that there's nothing. No memories. No identity. And I'm talking out loud to myself like someone's listening, and I definitely feel like someone is. But I'm all alone here, and I can't remember how I got here, or who I am, and this is... Oh. I should listen to that disc, right? It said something about forgetting everything. Let me just put it back on, maybe. Well... Here goes nothing. If you're listening to this recording, it means you've woken up and likely don't remember details about who you are, where you are, or what you are doing here. That's the best-case scenario, at any rate. Worst-case scenario, you failed to find this message and are standing out in the desert staring at a cactus like it knows something you don't. Anyway, the point is, your name is Olivia Walker, and this is not the first time you've fallen between the cracks of reality and forgotten everything. But don't worry. Things will make sense soon. You are presently in your home in Satsuma, California. It's a small town of about 2,000 residents. Most of the people here are friendly. Not the chihuahuas, though. They bite. I'm not sure if they count as people, but consider yourself warned. You should also do your best to avoid James Lee, who works at the UF Tourist Shop across town. The only exception to this rule would be if you've gone at least a month without an episode of memory loss. The situation between you is delicate, so just steer clear of him when possible. You moved to Southern California to research an unusually high cluster of anomalies reported by users of your website. While you previously only collected stories of the unexplained, the site was finally making enough revenue you could quit your full-time job and start researching the reports you received. Your first research project was related to an anomaly where individuals claimed that phantom figures would appear during lightning storms, These apparitions tended to materialize around the bases of electrical towers. Impossibly tall, as thin as tattered flags, and nearly colorless, these silhouettes hovered above the sand and beckoned travelers to follow them out into the endless desert. During the most convenient storm, you drove out to an electrical tower, set up photography equipment, and were promptly struck by lightning. As you can imagine, this did not end well. After a month-long coma, you woke up with intense memory loss and an impressive array of scars. That's why I, or rather past you, has recorded this message. Since our memory condition ebbs and flows, we've set up systems around the house to help us recall who we are during our inevitable relapses. This includes the recording you're currently listening to, Voice-activated recorders to monitor our day-to-day activities and discs filled with audio we feel like are key to understanding who we are, where we came from, and what we're doing here. There's also a plethora of sticky notes, so if you ever find yourself feeling confused, refer to them. We've written instructions on things like using the oven, not drowning in the shower, and caring for the cat. Her name is Nirvana, by the way. She's very loud and hungry, so if she's meowing at you, she probably needs to be fed. she she wants wants attention. attention. It's 50-50. Finally, hang in there, Olivia. Olivia. Life Life is strange for us these days, days, but but it does get get better from time time to time, and that makes it it worth it. it. Sending love your way past Olivia. P.S. Instructions on running the website are in an envelope on the side table. Since it's our only source of income, please, please make sure you work on it. Good luck. Yeah, that's a lot to take in all at once. I mean, it m- makes sense in its own way. How else do you reform yourself after being unmade? I don't know. I, I don't think there is an easy answer to that. I-, I think the discs might help. It said my name, at least. Olivia? Olivia, This also sort of explains the whole talking out loud thing. I thought maybe I was just crazy, but it feels very natural to narrate everything. I've been doing it ever since I woke up. I guess if I use the recorders to keep track of things, it must be a habit to say whatever I'm thinking. (laughs) Maybe that's why there's no one around. They probably couldn't handle the constant narration and left. Left me all alone. I mean, there's nothing stopping me from talking to myself, but it would be nice to have someone else around. I wish there was a friend or a doctor or really anyone. I guess I could go look for someone, but I feel like that's a bad idea. It's just really hot out there and I don't know where to go or who to talk to, or how to get back. I mean, maybe if past Olivia made some sort of effort to give a better explanation, I could head out. As it is, it's all annoyingly dramatic. Jerk. I bet she thought it would be funny. At least she... At least I said something about work. So glad to hear she's more concerned with money than about my mental well-being. Thanks, Past Olivia. What was it, a, a website? Let me see if I can find that envelope she mentioned. Okay. Nice. This is titled, How to Do Your Job So You Don't Lose the House. You know, I, I like not losing things, for one. Like, you know... My memories. Anyway, let's see what's inside. Great. It's another disc. I'm getting the distinct feeling that I'll be sick of these things soon. Oh, whatever. Let's get started. Olivia here. This disc will teach you how to run our web business. First of all, Operation Insomnia is a website dedicated to the exploration of the unknown. This includes encounters with ghosts and aliens, anomalies in space or time, angelic visitations, and everything else. People interested in sharing their personal encounters with the unknown upload their experiences, and we edit, categorize, and explore related lore. We then feature the most interesting stories on the main page and archive the rest in the forum pages. Right now we're working on updating some of the earlier posts to include audio versions, links to related articles, and updated search engine optimization. When our memory is clear, we handle all the technical pieces, but since you're still listening to this disk, we'll assume you'll want something easy to start on. That's why we've printed out blog submissions and put them in the yellow filing cabinet. You'll simply focus on recording these into an audio format so we can update the posts with listener-friendly versions when our mind is clear. There's a sound recording station set up on the desk next to the cabinet. To begin, simply find the bookmarked folder in the filing cabinet. This will be the file you need to start recording. Take the blank disk out of the folder and put it on the boombox on the desk. The microphone is already set up, so simply press the red circle to record and read aloud the entry from the file folder. Your recording will be stored on the disk automatically. Replace the disk in the file and put it back where you found it in the cabinet. And for everything holy, remember to move the bookmark one file backwards, not forwards, front to back. Otherwise, you're going to re-record things and you're going to be very irritated when you realize it. Finally, if you feel up to the more technical aspects of the job, you can check the bottom drawer of the cabinet. Good luck out there, and remember, take it one step at a time. You'll get the hang of it soon enough. Sending love your way, past Olivia. Well, that sounded like a remarkably cheerful version of myself, didn't it? Huh. You know, it's hard to say for sure, but I don't feel like I really believe in the sort of thing this website seems to be about. I feel like people's reactions to what they think is paranormal is far more interesting than the actual phenomena itself. Ghosts are just ghosts, but what someone thinks a ghost means? Well, that's an entirely different conversation, isn't it? Anyway, I don't have anything else to do, so might as well get started. Let's see. Here is the precious bookmark. Okay, and the file. Huh, I guess I just start. Let me just set this up here, and there's the microphone, we have the boombox. All right, here we go. Entry submitted by anonymous user, June 14th, 2017. Read for Operation Insomnia by Olivia Walker. Time of recording, time of recording. Oh, here's a clock. Uh, Time of recording is 1135 a.m., June 7th, 2021. Start of submission. It's not supposed to rain here. Not really. Not with flat, gray clouds hiding the sun for days on end, and water dripping from the sky for so long you can't remember what it felt like to step outside without getting soaked. I'm saying this as a visitor to Satsuma, but it seems strange for a desert. When my parents told me I'd be in California while they renovated the house over the summer, I had expectations of Disneyland and beach days. What I didn't expect was endless rain that flowed down from the rain gutter and covered everything in thick, reddish mud. After the fourth day straight of rain, I was losing my mind. Auntie Jess wanted me to watch NASCAR with her, but after being cramped in the house for so long, I knew I had to get out before I lost it. Mom and Dad were clear that if I wanted to have my little summer getaway, I had to behave. To keep up my good behavior, I knew I needed to have some space. So I decided it was time to visit the UFO tourist stop. Auntie Jess told me to put on a raincoat before I left. I did, but because I felt like she was treating me like a kid, I wore it over shorts and flip-flops. This meant a nice layer of mud coated my legs the second I stepped off the porch. This made my bad mood even worse, so I decided to borrow the car. Technically, my aunt had said I could use the old truck if I wanted to, but I was worried she would tell me to wait until the rain stopped before driving, and I didn't have the patience for that. I waited until the racer slid off the track and distracted Auntie Jess. Then I snatched the keys and quickly took off. Did I technically have my license? No. Not really, but I almost did, and I'd been practicing with Dad. Besides, Satsuma is so small that it doesn't even have a police department, so I wasn't worried about getting pulled over. The thrill of finally getting out made me decide that visiting the tourist trap was simply not enough. I heard about a ghost town that was nestled up in the hills behind Satsuma, so I figured I'd pick the map and visit there as well. Everything seemed fine as I drove. I blasted some rock and roll over the radio and passed through flooded streets, driving by graffitied stores and boarded up homes. At the tourist stop, I bought a snack and found a brochure advertising the ghost town in the Paradise Mountains. The map inside told me I could be there in about half an hour. A decent race would be about four hours, and so I figured I'd have plenty of time to check out the ghost town and head back before Auntie Jess noticed I'd taken off. I started to drive. As I crossed over the border of town, the downpour that had been drenching everything stopped. I didn't notice at first. To be honest, I hadn't really got the hang of the window wipers yet, and the music was up so loud I couldn't hear when the tapping of raindrops ended. I only looked up when I noticed the sudden sunlight. The gray folds of clouds seemed to be moving away from me too quickly like a video being played in rewind. They rolled across the desert, leaving the sky a piercing blue. I wasn't used to California weather. It was strange, but I figured that the clouds were just moving like that because of the altitude difference. My only other thought was that now the rain had cleared up, I would be able to drive faster. I got out of the car and wiped the windshield down with my raincoat before starting off towards the Paradise Mountains, going a little faster than was probably legal. Twenty minutes into the drive, I began to feel uneasy. According to the pamphlet, I should have been seeing an old railroad station at some point. But as the miles passed, the flat, sandy landscape seemed to stay exactly the same, with no landmarks to prove that I'd even been driving. The longer I drove, the more sure I was that something was wrong. Behind me in the rearview mirror, I could see the neon sign of the old diner in Satsuma grow smaller and smaller, but up ahead, the Paradise Mountains seemed to stay exactly as far away as when I had first started driving. It was the weirdest feeling. I was stuck somehow. It was like the desert was made of taffy that was being pulled apart at both ends, and I was trapped in the middle of an ever-expanding space. It was hot, with the smell of rain still wrapping around me, the humidity thick in the air, even as the sky was a clear, merciless blue. I tried to convince myself that maybe I was just overheating. Maybe things would go back to normal as soon as I cooled off. I pulled over and dug through the back seat for the stash of water bottles Auntie Jess kept. And then I looked out the window at what should have been pale sand and sagebrush scorching under the sun. Instead, there were only flowers. Every hill and rock had vanished beneath an impossible layer of growing things. The world was covered in the most radiant blooms I'd ever seen, with oranges and purples, breathtaking yellows, and pale peach flowers joining in the psychedelic display. The only thing left untouched was the road. I thought maybe the heat really had gotten to me, but I could faintly smell the scent of blossoms. I'd never heard of a hallucination you could smell before. I started to panic. It all felt wrong. It was beautiful, but the world wasn't supposed to be that way. Then they started to grow. Swallowing the rusty road barrier, the painted lines, and even the hood of the car. I locked the doors, knowing it wouldn't change anything. I could already sense that whatever this was, it was coming for me. I felt dizzy with panic and tried to turn the engine on, but nothing happened and the keys turned into angry red petals in my hand. Something surged around me, a sound of feeling like static electricity, and I knew it was too late. It's not really easy to describe. Imagine looking down at your own body and watching it be consumed by hundreds of tiny sprouts that grow and grow and grow through you, until it is you and you can't see your own hand and aren't sure if the bright-hued petals have taken the place of your fingers or if you ever had fingers at all and the bones deep inside you are gone all the hard parts of your body replaced with poppies and desert lilies then you're gone i became a part of the desert how long i lived as a field of flowers i can't tell Seasons passed. We blossomed after rain. We closed our petals during cold, quiet nights. We grew taller, reaching toward the sky, and we danced with the wind as if it were our lover. And then a car horn honked. I blinked and found myself parked in the middle of the road. My face was wet and I reached up to realize I had been crying. It was very hot in the car, and it was still raining, and the mountains were still very far away. The field of endless flowers was gone. I had my own hands again, and that sense of wrongness had vanished. Looking behind me in the mirror, I could see that I hadn't gone ten feet from the last building in town. An angry driver pulled up around me, honking and cursing. I didn't move. I didn't move. I didn't move for a long time. It was only after it began to grow dark that I remembered I was supposed to get home, before I remembered I had a home at all. I pulled a U-turn and headed back into town. Within two minutes I was back at the UFO tourist trap. I felt like I had to tell someone it what happened. And it certainly couldn't be Auntie Jess. So, I told the man behind the counter what had happened. I thought he was going to call me crazy or make the cops give me a drug test. But instead, he just listened, gave me a bottle of water, and told me everything was back to normal. He didn't seem uh, surprised by my story. I certainly didn't feel normal. I almost miss it, that ceaseless cycle of life, blooming endlessly under the stars. I would say it's all a heat-induced hallucination, but it haunts me, that feeling of being so full of life, so connected to existence. I dream about it sometimes. I can't ignore the fact that something happened in the desert to make me feel that way. I don't think I'll ever be free of it. Not really. But maybe writing it out will help. End of submission. Gosh. That's a lot to just gloss over. I mean, between the never-ending desert and the transformation? If that's what you want to call it? I feel like you'd be a little more scarred from the whole thing. Poor kid. I hope they're okay. Anyway, that's one recording down. What now? Do I just do another one? It sure would have been great if past Olivia had offered more advice, but I guess she just expects me to sit here and marinate in misery. What? Oh, the cat. I nearly forgot. We're... Coming! Gosh. Do I need to turn off this other recording thing? The light is still on? I guess if it's voice-activated it'll shut off if I stop rambling to myself. In that case... Geez... I'll go feed the cat. Maybe she'll have more advice in past Olivia. You've been listening to Operation Insomnia. New episodes are uploaded every other Friday. For more updates, visit us at operation.insomnia on Instagram, or join the Discord community. Music was composed by Neville Studios, and the additional sound effects were provided by zapcloud.com. The material in this episode is copyrighted under international law and may not be commercially redistributed without written consent. Thanks for listening.